Hello, and welcome to this new episode of the All New 52 podcast. The show where me, Joe, and my friend Caleb, we talk about comics. Not always, though, because we're talking about manga this week, and because I, I grew up on manga and not comics. So and they're I, so different. Oh, it's very, very different. Just There's absolutely nothing related between the two mediums. The, those two cultures, they don't, they just don't mix. Um, we're talking about Bakuman this week, uh, a story with the story by Sukumi. Sugumi Oba and the art by Takeshi Obada. You may know them because they wrote Death Note, which is very popular. And they will remind you if oh, you don't they know. They sure will. It's we'll get into that. Uh Caleb, you're you're the, the manga newbie. How did how did you approach this? What were your some of your thoughts going into it? Oh, going into it? Um I was excited because it's what I'm calling a casual manga. I'm not sure if that's a good word for it. But it's real life. It's not genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was excited about that because I feel like that's something that both. Um, well, no, I shouldn't say both because I feel like a lot of manga probably does that. But we don't get much of that over here in the West. We don't get many. That's comics. not what gets popular. Yeah. Yeah. Like and if you do have real life comics, they're usually like biographical, like Persepolis or Mouse or something like that. And then that has like the historical bent to it. So you don't get just usual normal people doing normal things. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think this, this, uh, writer artist duo have kind of set themselves apart just in all their works that they, they don't really adhere to the normal trends of what's popular and shown in. They, they just, they kind of do their own thing and it, it works out for them most of the time. They're not doing the normal battle shonen type stuff. This story is about a boy named Mashiro. He can draw pretty, pretty well, pretty well. His uncle was a uh, not popular, not even well-renowned, just a manga artist in Jump. He had one successful, one successful series, series that got a show and that was it. And then he uh, died from overworking just the the life that is uh, just being the writer of a manga is Intense, you got weekly schedules you got to adhere to, and you're on the verge of cancellation at any moment. Well, and it sounds like he didn't, from what I was reading, he doesn't have a manga, like he's trying to pitch manga, so he doesn't have a manga that he's writing at the moment. He didn't, yeah. yeah. He, he has, his his success was over, and he 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 really couldn't find... He was trying to get that second... Yeah, he job. couldn't he couldn't get his footing anymore. Um and this happened when Mashiro was younger. He, he's 14 now at the end of middle school uh, in Japan where all the, the really big life decisions make because high school is a big deal over there uh, and can just change the rest of your like, life when he leaves school one day and he left his uh, notebook and he goes back to get it. And the smartest boy in his grade who was just staring at him for some reason, watching him do all this, uh, waited around for him to come back to get it. What is his name? Akito? Something like that, man. Th- I told I'm, I'm you sorry. very specifically. You were gonna handle names. <laughs> I'm on this I'm one. sorry. These names are uh, very Japanese. And Takagi is the smartest kid in his class. He notices uh, Mashiro's drawing skills, and immediately he's like, "You and me are gonna write a manga." Mashiro's like, "No." <laughs> my uncle did that. It didn't turn out well for him, and they are broke, and I don't want to be broke in my life. But he just manages to convince him to try it out. Uh, Mashiro has to convince his family. 
Uh, Through a very convoluted scheme of getting the guy or the girl Mashra has a crush on who wants to be a voice actress to promise to marry him if he is successful. It doesn't start with the marriage. Mashra kind of puts that's his spin on it where he just kind of blurts it out. And uh, she Azuki. But it's very much the marriage that carries. Oh, yeah. This is what his motivation throughout the entire story. 14 continue. You can you can uh, look past a lot of this stuff by saying they are 14 and yes. kids and stupid. Yes. But. Yeah, very convoluted scheme. They visit the girl's house and he's like, I'm going to I'm going to do this. This is my dream. and I'm going to marry you at the end of this. And she's like, me too. If we are successful, if we are successful and they have to be successful in their own industries. And then they also have to she has to voice in his anime that eventually gets made. It's very lots of moving pieces that have to happen for this marriage to happen. But from that point on, our two leads start work on an anime and this on a manga on a manga. Yes. And this ends with them getting ready to uh, pitch their anime to sorry, manga to Shonen Jump. Yes. Uh, Lots of setup for the story and just establishing of the goals and catching up readers who might not know you just don't know all that goes into pitching stuff That's pitching me. and writing and Catching the schedule yeah i i think it does a good job of just telling telling you even even through a long exposition exposition drops of like what all it takes yeah so going into positives i really like the art i think uh this duo has proved themselves before again with death note but uh splitting the writer and artist duties i think really allows the art to shine since one's not having to worry about how he's going to draw stuff he or one's not worry about how he's going to draw it when he's writing it the writer just has to worry about it what needs to be conveyed and the drawer can doing this is what i'm doing uh there's a lot of just really detailed backgrounds every time they're in his uncle's studio like Walls are lined with books and so many details in them. And character designs, too, are really everybody's pretty distinct from each other. And maintains that like kind of stereotypical anime look while also. Having a more realistic look at the same time, I think. What do you have? We can go back and forth. Okay. you don't have anything. Sure. No, (laughs) no, Joe, I think you think I don't like this. I do. Uh, But let me just. You've been very coy. I've been very coy. Um, mainly because I wanted to like emphasize on the episode um, because this might surprise you. I really like this. Really? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> you know what this reminded me of? Um, I know, I'm pretty sure you read these books in middle school too. Uh, Frendel and Jandrew's Boy. Frendel, yes. yes. I re- yeah, uh, what's that? Andrew something. Andrew Clement or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would do these books and they were about middle schoolers and the middle schoolers would have to do something and like, they would have to, my favorite was about this one who wrote a book, but you know, and it kind of just, it was really good about getting into the lives of these kids and then showing them like aspects of the adult world. And I love those books in middle school. This those are of, great books. Yeah. yeah. And this kind of reminded me of the same thing where I feel like this is very, this can, a middle schooler can relate to this really well, but it also teaches you a lot about manga. There's a great chapter in this where uh, he's talking about all the different styles, like things he has to do to get, become a good manga artist and all the different like 
you have to do figure out how to do your brush strokes and these are the different pins you have to use and these are like the effects and while he's doing that like the artist is showing that on the panel i think that's really clever and like i just think it explains manga really well to someone so i think a thing that's showcased not as well here as it is uh later on when they're having to do with multiple styles from different authors and artists is just how varied the art is because so they're drawing the characters which exist in their world and that style changes then they're having to draw multiple mangas in it and other people's characters when they're going to jump offices and stuff i can't i don't think i can express how good the art is just with how different and varied and just all the different styles that they're having to do to really sell that this is this is the real world. This is supposed yeah. to be this, you know, it may be a romanticized huh, uh, take on the real world, but it's supposed to be, this is supposed to be as near to our world as possible. Mm-hmm. I like how just this, the stakes of like, this is everybody in Japan knows what a crack shot of a dream. This is, crap shot of a dream. This is um, and how like this family has been affected by it before. And I, and so just Mashiro having to deal with that and having to tell his parents and he already doesn't have a good relationship with his dad, but then it's going to be like, yeah, you have a goal now and you've just been kind of aimless for your entire life. And like, we've noticed this, but I'm, we're glad you have a goal, even if we don't agree with it. That's the thing. That's one of my positives too, is I really like how this connects the insanity that is being a manga artist with just the incredible amount of pressure that's being, being put on these kids. And of course, like here in the States, we, we face the same pressure when you're going to college and stuff like that. Like he has a line in the first chapter where he's like, everyone's always going to ask you what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but just imagine doing that, but you're four years younger. Like it's insane to me like that. And I mean, it's just another culture, you know, it's, I'm not making really a judgment here, but it's just crazy to me how much pressure is put onto these kids and I think it's I think that uh, gives the story really good stakes. I forgot how young they start out. Uh, they say they're 14. I was like, oh, man, I thought they were at least 16 going into this because there's a very long passage of time over this. Even in this first one, it's like, I think something like six months pass or something like that, because it's, it's it's the end of summer by the time they're. Yeah, it pitching. starts with midterm exams, which I'm assume happens in the middle of the term and then goes to the end of their summer break and it's the first seven chapters or something like that so they they kind of establish that this is a very uh rolling timeline of events where it it's not the day-to-day that really matters it's the it's the big moments something that kind of irked me going back to the reread because i i completely forgot that his uncle was a was a previous artist before uh rereading this because I, I i followed this week to week when it was being released i absolutely adored it i think it's clever and also a little bit cheap at the same time it gives it gives mashiro the knowledge of like all the stuff that was going on so he, he can explain to the audience all the the brush strokes the effects uh storyboarding it's it's a very easy way to do it which and i think it's clever that they just do it by oh his uncle was in the same line of work but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, you could have it be cool for them to learn on their own. But also that that's rewriting the story at this point. Yeah. Then that's almost rewriting Mashiro's entire character. I think the problem I think it's the benefit is that he does know the stakes. 
because his uncle, you know, had some success, but ultimately kind of failed at it. Um, what, where it doesn't work for me is how his uncle's relationship, like romantic relationship. Um, is a direct parallel. Yeah. And we'll get into that. I'm sure something else I forgot completely, (laughs) but, um, that, so like, I think it works in some aspects and not in others. There's just a lot of energy to this. I feel you, the, the first chapter is a little bit of a slog to get through because especially if you don't know the premise, it's like, okay, what, what is actually going on? Cause it's just, it's just these boys referencing death note and one being just like, I'm the genius one and the sly one and the kind of creepy one all at the same time. And, but then once I'd say around chapter four, once they get to the studio and it really starts going into the development of manga is where I'm like, I am on board. I'm ready to let's just keep this ball rolling downhill as fast as possible. So I can consume as much of this as I want. Yeah. Um, I'll throw in two more uh, short positives and then we can move on. One is I feel like these guys really understand manga as a medium coming from the characters or the writer, writer and author, the writer and author. This uh, is writer and artist semi autobiographical. Yes. And, but they're like, they're referencing older manga and they're bringing up like, Oh, this is the guy who wrote dragon ball and all this stuff. And then they do tell some stories that I feel like they're just like, Hmm, this happened to us or this happened to someone we know. Um, but I think that lends credibility. Um, the other thing I like about this is that they can make dialogue super interesting and they do the same thing. I assume I've only watched death note. I haven't read it, but I assume a lot of those monologues and death note are taken from the end. Oh yeah. So like they just know how to make dialogue interesting, which is crazy because they're talking about some boring stuff. When you when you think about explaining effects like "Hmm, these are effect sheets, he would have assistants do this. And I don't know if it's just because it's an interesting medium or or what that makes me just so enamored with what they're talking about. It's like the tennis match in Death Note, a scene (laughs) that ultimately nothing happens because of it. But it's all about getting in the character's head and it's. Honestly, the most entertaining scene in Death Note. Um, but it's the same thing here. Not much is happening. Arguably, these conversations progress the plot more than, you know, like the tennis match, but they still carry all that energy and stuff into it. That's about all you got for positives? Yeah, there might be some small ones that pop up. Of course, of course. That's a good overview. I I feel like this... This first volume especially doesn't doesn't I, I can say the first volume for a lot of stuff doesn't do the story as a whole justice, but I do think it does a great job of just getting you ready to see where it goes and looking forward to seeing where it goes too. not even just like, oh, well, that chapter is over or whatever. It's always no. No. What's next? Yeah. Which is cool because. You know, obviously, when you start a story, you want it to get better. Mm -hmm. And so hearing that, I'm like, cool, the good things about this stay good. And then was this like 70 issues or something? Uh, I don't know how many. It was 20 volumes, which is really low, like compared to some long running series. So I'd imagine it's usually about like, I imagine it may almost have gotten to chapter 200 or had just passed or something like that. Something along those lines. So, yeah, I'm sure there's like a low point at some point, mm-hmm. but like I I'm excited to, if I either, if I pick up, you know, off your shelf, yeah. pick up 
uh, volume two or a few, give it to me. Um, yeah. So negatives. I'd imagine you and I have one of the same negatives because neither of us have brought it up uh, in depth at all is the romance. Mm -hmm. uh, so Mashiro has a crush on this girl in his class, Azuki. She apparently has a crush on him, too. They are both just huge romantics. And like we said before, their dream is to marry each other once they've uh, found success in their separate career fields that are hard to break into. And then they vow to never speak again, basically. It's it's the most... I mean, like I said, you can kind of excuse a lot of this away by their 14-year-olds. They're kind of acting goofy. But then the manga double downs on it by having his uncle having done the same thing. And they know about it. And it was Azuki's mom that mm -hmm. they did that uh, the parallel happened with. Completely forgot about that part, too. Well, and I don't want you to spoil this for me because this is just a natural apprehension I have going into the rest of the manga. So I just want to kind of keep that with me as I read. They better grow out of this and they better start talking to each other because you say that they're both romantic. I don't know a single thing about Azuki besides she wants to be a voice actor. She has a small moments in the later chapters with her, uh, her friend who, what's her name? Miho. No, that's her that, name. That's, that's her. her. Name. Oh yeah. Cause yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but, um, that's still just them talking about the guys. And so you get a little kind of look into her. I, I don't think these people know how to write women very well. The, I would the from death, from death note. And what's her name? Azuki's friend becomes a kind of major player later on. And I think she gets written way better than Azuki just cause Azuki's kind of this goal and they'll check in with her just to be like, Oh, here's how her life is going. And they don't just not talk. Well, and part of the problem, if they, if they just do like, they never speak to each other <laughs> except for over email and text is that that didn't work for the uncle, the uncle, the woman like kind of got over him and married someone else. And then the uncle died. And there's still like, clearly feelings between the two of them. Well, I mean, she, I mean, she never Uncle said she got over him. Now. She never got over him. It was just that like, she did say she fell in love with someone else though. Yeah. I think it was more just like the timing just didn't match up. Like he, ne he didn't reach his goal in time to like, feel like he was worthy enough to like, I just, just feel... ask her out. It's also just the dumbest thing. That's like, no, I have to have success first before. Well, and that might be a cultural thing, but I feel like this is a book about, uh, Mashiro like succeeding where his uncle failed. And so, and I think his uncle failed because he never like asked this woman out. He didn't, he didn't have like anything driving him yeah, after and, a certain point. And it's not just me. Like they talk about that in here is that like, why didn't y'all ever actually talk to each other? So I feel like it's also acknowledging that silly. So I'd be a little disappointed if, and from what you're saying, it sounds like they do just kind of, carry through this they they definitely don't there's there's a scene where uh in this uh in one of the later chapters where they just happen to walk past each other on the street and they just don't look at each other they're like we are sticking to our goal i like that because they're kids and they're embarrassed yeah i i get that but it's like oh no they are going to stick to this plan stuff changes through the yes. plan they yeah. they are they they try to adhere to the like promise that they kept to each other for the most part but like stuff gets in the way and whatnot. It's 
it's you know drama drama for for the sake of storytelling and whatnot yeah. and i don't want to judge something that as i haven't read yet so. it is the romance stuff kind of drags us down a little bit just it's just so unrealistic <laughs> in in a book that's trying to be pretty realistic uh while also dreamy at the same time this romance stuff is so weird well and the reason romance feels so obligatory in things that are written for a male demographic is because you're never getting into both characters heads or you rarely are it's just one of them's a prize and one of them is like driven by this yeah honestly usually another thing like they're not going after the girl they're going after the manga and so but that's that's a very common thing in storytelling yeah i don't think i don't want to drag azuki's character down into just being a prize because she does get her own development like she has a goal that she's trying to meet at the same time and they do they do write into that just this this first chapter where they you don't know anything about her before you're like Masha is like yes her marry her it's it's pretty wild will you marry me <laughs> just imagine walking out of your front door and this kid who you know you 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 think he's cute or whatever just proposes right then and there you're like yep i can imagine a 14 year old doing that i can yeah they're gonna grow up they better grow up (laughs) anyway we've we've spent a lot of time on this it's it's a pretty big if whether or not that turns you off immediately i think is a pretty big point and i thought that's what it did to you because you you've just been silent you read this kind of slow too yeah i yeah i think that's more just me getting used to the pace of manga and yeah, there are other things that I won't mention because they'll be irrelevant by the time this episode goes out. But there are other things drawing my attention right now. So, got any other negatives? I know, I know, we were at the same <laughs> the same frequency right then. They mentioned this is really <laughs> <laughs> this is such a small. Uh, it is not even a negative because it did bring me entertainment. Just a different type of entertainment. They have the most shameless. I, there are four of them in these seven chapters. Most shameless plugs. Two in to the first Death one. Note. Yes, where they're like, I feel like X character from Death Note, or man, those people from Death Note sure did write a successful comic book, or something like that. And I like having like maybe a little drop here or there, um, because you know I like the anime Death Note, so I like seeing a little bit of fan service. It's a little distracting. I if you if you manage to like get all the way through this, I would love to see your reaction to their their success work. Because Death Note was this artist duo team success work. So it's a parallel to Death Note. And like I said, this is autobiographical if, but they're making their life ideal. <laughs> so <laughs> do they fix the, the yes they, they try okay. to fix death note that's hilarious <laughs> retroactive it's the funniest well thing. and as someone who doesn't mind the back half of death note i think i would find that hilarious yeah it's it's pretty funny where they're like no we're gonna stand up to our editor but I, yeah i would be very interested if uh whenever they do get an editor character in here because next issue next issue baby it, i just think it'd be interesting to see an adult just kind of like because you see the parents here and stuff a little bit, but I I want an adult to just be here and be like, what the hell are these two doing? I, going back into positive real, real quick, this is for future stuff. I think, I, I can't imagine Chump being happy with this, getting this like uh, pitch to them and then being like, yeah, we'll reveal our secrets or whatever. 
I, I it's wild to me that this was able to kind of be as true of a story as it was how? and tell like a telling of the industry how secretive is manga because well i i don't know if it's more like just open secrets now but just how cutthroat it is how it's like you yeah. you literally will get told at your next editor meeting hey your, your thing's not meeting goals you're getting canceled in two weeks finish it like i don't we don't care like it because you're already canceled this is it's pretty wild and even established authors just like they won't have the success and they jump won't care because i would say here in the states we have a pretty good understanding of how comics the comics industry can be but it wasn't always like that you in the day your main call like insider knowledge came from stan lee which was not reliable and people thought that bob kane invented batman and stuff so like i guess i guess if this is like the the tell-all then that's not too dissimilar from yeah i mean these are fictionalized characters at the end of the day so it's not like they're telling the true stories of some authors and artist duos or anything but just they're really going into what how cutthroat it is and i think i don't know i feel like jump wouldn't want that look upon them but you know different culture i have no idea i do have one more positive um to just circle back around um i think I really like that this is a story about a collaboration and stuff. Um, and it was just, I don't know. I think that's an interesting creative story. There's so many stories you're told about creative people are like the one man and his oh, vision. Yeah. And this is, no, this is about two people working together. And like, it's nice to see them compliment each other's work and stuff like that. I really love when they're drafting demos and stuff that whenever they're drafting demos for work, I just it makes me want to read what they're writing so yeah, much. Yeah. That two earths thing sounds so cool. Like for a short story. Well, you should watch Jordan Peele's or yeah. Oh, us. A, yeah. Us. I've got Jordan Peele mixed up with Jordan Peterson. <laughs> uh, that just, I love these ideas and it makes me want some of these, some of the works that show up so much, but just like how they talk to each other during those scenes and stuff. And like, you know, when one's scrambling to finish stuff up and the other one's trying to help them and they're like, get out of my way. It just feels very realistic. I, one of the most like heartwarming moments in this volume is when he's like, I'm not satisfied with my story. I'm not satisfied with my art. I think your story's great. I think your art's great. It's like, yeah. oh, that's so, that's so real. But just, you're never satisfied with your own work, but there will be people who are like, no, it's, it's, it's great. You don't need to like look down on yourself like that. Which is why even if you're creating something by yourself, you need to have like an outside voice. Oh, it's always, you always need someone that like knows what you, knows the type of like create or creative work that it is and mm -hmm. just can be that person to be the, the judge basically. Yeah. Knows your intention, knows what you're going for. Knows your capabilities. Yeah. And isn't, isn't going to sugarcoat things. It's, Good job. Good job, Bakuman. So you would continue this? Oh, yeah. I That brings me so much joy. Now, I'm not sure if I'd see it to the end because 20 volumes is a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm used to like things getting you know, maybe five or six. Yeah. So who knows if I would go throughout the end. But this definitely, you know, brought me in and was like, oh, I'm interested in this. That's that's great. I couldn't I couldn't be happier. Yeah. What do you have for me for next week? Oh, all right. So I was going to have a bit for this. Um, you can open your eyes now. I was going to have a bit for this, uh, which involved the Six Flags hat that I have, but I can't find it. <laughs> I forgot to look for it beforehand. So just imagine you're pulling this out of a hat. 
Zatanna. Oh, get this your is coattails boy. and fishnets. This is Dini's entire run, which is over our limit, so we will not be reading all of it. We will be reading some of it. The first half. I'm not sure if we'll do the first. We'll figure out. You haven't read this yet, I'm assuming. I have read chunks of it. Um, I've read chunks of the first half. Um, And this is what made me love Zatanna. Um, Now, who knows? That was a while ago. We'll return to it. Maybe it will be like bombshells, but I doubt it. Zatanna is my favorite superhero. Um, and Paul Dini is a great writer. Uh, the art fluctuates. So Ooh, I'm excited. That's the worst. <laughs> but basically since moment one, I'm like, I'm going to save this run of Zatanna for a landmark issue. Oh, uh, yeah, it is number. episode 25. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll get to my favorite superhero on episode 25. So if you've liked what you've heard about Bakuman, about manga, about comics, it is comics after all at the end of the day. Uh, rate us and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Whatever you're listening to this on right now, stop what you're doing, rate and review it, give us five stars or a truthful rating, depending on what you feel. But we like the five stars. And if you rate us five stars, will you marry me? <laughs> you can also email us at allnew52podcast at gmail.com with your suggestions. Do you want more manga? I'm going to give it at some point, probably in the same amount of uh, episodes that I took between Shaman King and this. So we'll get around to something eventually. But next week or next episode is episode 25. Going into Zatanna. Be there. See ya.